Yeah, God, we just lift your name high this morning. You're good. And just like we've sung, Lord, our songs end, but you never do. And so we thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness towards us. And God, we just ask and pray that uh, this morning that our worship would have blessed you. And Lord, that you would just bless and anoint us as we continue in this service, as we continue to just hear from you. Amen. Well, church, it's good to just be together as always. Thanks, team. Uh, yeah. And if you want just a little bit more, I encourage you come tonight. We have like an evening of praise and worship at 6.30. We're not going to stream it. It's just going to be live. Um, and we want to lift God's name up. We want to invite the Holy Spirit. We want to give opportunity to pray and just See what God would do in our midst, because he's good. Amen? Amen. Uh, so that's one. If you're counting the announcements, that's the first one. Come tonight. Uh, the second one is all about Chub Lake this morning. So I have the joy of directing Chub Lake Kids Camp, uh, and in the past I've directed Teen Camp. And uh, we're excited about camp this year. We're excited because we get to run camp with, like, no restrictions. Last year we had camp, and it was a really good time, and it was super quirky. Like, we had chapel outside all week, and we just had a great time. But this year we can have chapel inside and do all the things, and, and, and we're excited about camp. And today is the deadline for early bird registration. Uh, so kids camp is July 10th to 15th, and then teen camp would be the following week after and so that'd be ages 7 to 11, and then 12 to 18. And on May 28th, we are having a camp work bee. Uh, so Chub Lake is like between Prince George and Quinnell, if you've never been there. Um, and we're going to have a work bee go out, clean some stuff up. Uh, and I would encourage you, if you want to come and be a part of that, uh, please see me. Please do. Please come. We love camp. We know that it's a really unique time. Uh, there's like no cell phone service and there's no daily distractions and kids and teens are like forced to interact with one another and their leaders and we love it and God does something special. So um, yeah, camp. Pray for camp. Come to camp. Come support the camp. That's it. We love camp. And uh, if you are a child in this church, uh, your parent or adult or whoever brought you can go sign you in downstairs now. We love you guys. We're glad you're here, but we know that you don't want to sit and be quiet for an hour, and I s strongly agree. So have a great time. And last but not least this morning, uh, well, last week I got to preach on the body uh, and how we are diverse in our spiritual giftings, and we're called to, like, use those to encourage one another and build one another up. And so this week, leaning right into that, uh, Derek is going to come and bring the word and, like, flex his spiritual muscles. And, uh, yeah. So I'll let him come up and get situated, and we'll just pray quickly. God, we thank you that you use uh, your people, the church, broken and messy, uh, with all that we have to offer for your good and your glory. And so, God, we just pray that this morning, as Derek has been preparing and in your word and praying, uh, God, that you would continue to anoint him and that you would just give us ears to hear 
uh, the word that you have for us. And we thank you, thank you, uh, that you used your church to build each other out. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning uh, to all of you. It's good to be in the house of God this morning. Uh, I uh, want to bring your attention to some unique things, some things that you might miss if I didn't bring it to your attention. Uh, the one thing is that uh, this Sunday, uh, well, no, last Sunday, there was something spoken from the pulpit, and it's being carried out in a practical way this Sunday. Uh, now, everybody knows my hearing's not all that good. And Esther, uh, this morning, proved that my memory might be a little faulty on some issues. But my take uh, was that our dear pastor, Tiffany, uh, last week she said something along the, the lines that even if you aren't very good at your gifting, uh, that maybe you have to do it anyway. So we are here this morning. Uh, the, the second thing I would like to bring to your attention is uh, that I have been doing a series. Now, that may be a surprise to all of you, uh, but of course when it, it's, uh, you measure the time between sessions in years, uh, it, it's kind of hard to keep track of. Uh, but the series I uh, started out doing is on uh, vocabulary, Bible vocabulary. Bible words, uh, you could uh, title it uh, Learning to Follow Jesus, one word at a time, if you would like. Uh, and the difference between Bible vocabulary and vocabulary, uh, just learning a new English word, is learning a new word is just a small amount of effort a short period of time, uh, a limited amount of benefit. Uh, learning to word, uh, to a biblical word, a Bible word that expresses the Bible principle uh, is going to take the rest of your life. Uh, it's, uh, it's not a short-term effort. Uh, the other thing, it isn't just going to be something rattling around uh, in your head that you know something a little more. It's going to change your life. Uh, it's going to get down to your heart and change you. Uh, so, for example, if you would take the word obedience, uh, can you imagine doing a short half-hour study on obedience and say, I have that. Okay, that's good, let's go on. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Uh, I happen to still be working on that one. So let us read a portion of scripture here this morning from Matthew chapter 11. And verse 28, this is 
Jesus that is saying, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Uh, I would like you to keep that portion of Scripture just in, in mind as we go along. Uh, but I'm focusing on uh, learn of me. Uh, and along with the uh, concept of learning from him uh, is that he is willing to teach us if we are willing to learn. Okay. So the, the vocabulary word we're going to deal with today is continue. Continue is a, a, a good word. And I didn't realize how important a word it is. Uh, that if I were to say that we don't have enough continue in homes and churches, uh, you know, I'd be wrong, because uh, we need to have that principle working in our life. We, have to, we need to learn what it means once we have started something to, uh, if it's a good thing, to keep on doing it, to carry on. Uh, the Bible talks about continuing, continuing in the Word. Uh, it talks about continuing in love, in the grace of God, uh, continuing in faith, continuing in His goodness, in prayer, in doctrine, continuing in things learned. And then it says something along the line of, let brotherly love continue. There are a multitude, a truckload of uh, other things in the Bible that talks about do not be weary in well-doing, for you'll reap if you don't faint. Uh, that sounds like continue to me. Uh, even uh, Paul, when he, when he uh, exhorted Timothy, uh, and he said, neglect not the gift of God which is in you. He said that in the first letter. In the second letter, he says to stir up the gift of God. Uh, that has an element of continue in it. And I want to give you a couple of other continues. Uh, it's, it's a while back now when uh, uh, I was asked to pick up a young gentleman after school because his parents uh, couldn't do that. And, uh, and uh, so when I picked him up, he happened to be in grade one. Okay six-year-old, uh, I asked him, well, 
did you learn anything today? And he said, no, not really. I know a lot already. I'm pretty smart, you know. Now, uh, you know, we could talk about uh, his attitude, but I think it's an absolutely fantastic attitude for a six-year-old. But maybe not so great later on, because life usually tends to deal with some of those, those attitudes. Uh, the continue I want to just bring uh, to mind is continue to learn, even as the scripture that we read, don't stop uh, learning. And the fact that pride uh, and arrogance uh, is a hindrance uh, to me learning. Uh, and uh, indeed, uh, something like pride and arrogance, I can recognize it in you, but I have more trouble recognizing it in, in myself. And if it needs to be dealt with, uh, I probably am the one that needs to know I have a problem. And uh, so it's just something I, I, uh, I, I, I'm an old guy. I've been around the church uh, all my adult life. I've seen uh, a lot of different things. Uh, and to say that there isn't pride, arrogance in some of us old Christians would not be the truth. Uh, and it is an issue. It, it is something that... Uh, uh, that we need to have a heart uh, to deal with it, a heart to know that uh, I need to continue uh, to learn. The I'll get around to what I really want to say here pretty quick. Uh, but the second thing uh, I would urge you is continue to press. There is scripture Paul writes in Philippians chapter 12, chapter 3, I'm sorry, and verses 12 to 14. He said, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. Uh, Basically, what Paul is saying He said, I know God got a hold of me for a purpose, and I want to grab a hold of that. I want to fulfill that. I want to live in that. Uh, And if we know that uh, Paul had a huge uh, purpose, that God God, uh, had uh, huge things for him to accomplish because... Uh, the gospel as we know it 
the, the fact uh, that uh, Jesus, uh, the Messiah, was not just for the Jews, uh, but his salvation was for everyone. Uh, he is the one that set that out and started that off and is largely responsible for how we uh, believe. But uh, he was called for a purpose. But I do also believe uh, from other scriptures, uh, I think Romans 8.28 is one of them, uh, but if you love God, you are called for a purpose. Uh, there is uh, and no one that's, uh, if you are God's child, there's a purpose, there's a place that you need to be fulfilled and you need to press in to what God wants you to be doing uh, and how God wants you to be living uh, and acting. Ah, yes. Uh -huh. But there's also came along with this pressing in that's a part of this same whole thing. Uh, and I don't know how else uh, to word it, uh, but uh, press in to words. Okay, that's... And somewhere I've got some notes here too, you know. And somewhere I'll find out where. Words are powerful things. And you start to think about it. And they're tremendously powerful things. And I want to go in that direction for the next little while here. Uh, Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, while I'm talking about words, good words, uh, we realize that their words also need some accompaniment. Uh, but they only gave me an hour and a half here, so uh, I, I, I will just uh, leave that for now. Uh, but the, the fact that we can keep in the back of the mind, our mind, when we talk about words, they, they, they are not meant to stand alone or, or whatever. Uh, but the Bible talks so much about negative words. The bad things uh, uh, in words. Can't get those things to stay where they're supposed to be. <laughs> uh, James talks about uh, uh, the tongue being an unruly evil, a deadly poison. Wow! And I mean, uh, it, talks, it talks about uh, uh, deceit. Uh, and lying words, uh, words as used as weapons, uh, swords, arrows, uh, uh, 
to inflict damage, to hurt. We know uh, deceptive words uh, in this day and age of scams. Uh, words that are smooth and, and think they're, you think they're saying one thing, but uh, no, there's no truth in that. The other thing also is, uh, and this is sneaky, and it's, uh, is when I am uttering words that I think are godly, good, or however I'm thinking it, but they are not doing what I think they, they are doing. Uh, a lot of times, out of religious fervor, Uh, out of uh, doctrinal differences, out of whatever the motivation, uh, we we can quote words, quote scripture even, and be accomplishing the devil's purpose. And and that is a shocking thing. Uh, It shocked me, because some of that could be in me. Uh, and uh, I don't want to admit that kind of thing. But we, we want our words not to, to uh, build and to be positive and uh, uh, build up people, but when we think that what we're saying is, is right and godly uh, and are deceived in that kind of way, Uh, that our words are doing damage. No wonder the psalmist said, uh, search me, O God, and know my heart, and see if there be any wicked way. There needs to be that attitude in my heart that I can do wrong, and I need to open myself before you, O Lord, uh, that you uh, search me. My mouth never gets dry other times. There's actually a scripture that would indicate that if I kept quiet, and didn't say anything, I might be considered wise, uh, of course, until I said something. But, uh, and, and all of the negative things, you start thinking, well, I'm never going to open my mouth again. Uh, but like so many things, there is uh, another side to this whole thing. Thank goodness for that. Proverbs 16 and 23 says, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. That good words are, talk about honeycomb, they're sweet, 
they bring health. Uh, they're like choice silver. In other words, valuable. Uh, a tree of life. Uh, we also know that uh, words can change uh, the atmosphere in a room. Talks about uh, a soft answer uh, turns away wrath. And then that, that good Proverbs 31 talking about uh, a, an excellent wife that she opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. So there are good, effective words. But I, wanna, I want to go on to something just a little more than that as well. Uh, I want to bring your attention to uh, Cornelius and Peter. If you remember Peter up on the rooftop, and he has this vision of all these unclean beasts, and, and God tells him to rise and, and kill and eat, and he says, no, no. And God says, don't, don't you call what, uh, what I've cleansed common or unclean. And just as this is happening, there's people from Cornelius's group to come and take him to see Cornelius. Uh, but this happened but he was called on the carpet uh, before the head of the church and say, what this that we hear of you eating with these uncircumcised people? Uh, and he was called to give account of himself. Uh, and so he's telling this story of uh, what, what happened. And he's talking about when he got to Cornelius' house, Cornelius tells his part of the story in 11 of chapter 11 of the Acts and verse 13 and 14. And, this is, and he's talking about Cornelius and he told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house who said to him, send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. Oh my, that's that's good kind of word. The, the Bible also gives us some kind of indication as to where good words come from. Uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 and 35. Uh, Jesus is saying, brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure in his heart, brings forth good 
things. Uh, you can go on to ask, uh, how come the good man has good treasure in his heart? Uh, you can think on those things. The second scripture I would like to read is from Mark chapter 13 and 11. It says, but when they, when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak, but whatever is given you in that hour, speak that, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Corinthians, the book we've been looking at, uh, chapter 12. In, in chapter 12, they list, at, in that portion of Scripture, nine gifts of the Spirit. I don't know what your understanding is of the gifts of the Spirit and how they operate, but however it is, it's God uh, having something that He wants to do, and He channels that through a person, an individual. Okay, uh, we can go that far. That, uh, that, that's acceptable. Now, if we look at those nine gifts of the Spirit, uh, there is the gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, the, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, uh, healing, miracles, discernment of spirits. Now, if you listen to those first five gifts. They don't get off the ground if somebody in obedience doesn't open their mouth and start speaking. There is nothing of this communication that God wants to have happening, happening. Uh, the other four, I would dare say, that in their fulfillment of operation, that somebody's going to say something. Uh, there's words that I think the church needs to be speaking, whether it's out of the fullness of a good man, out of the fullness of his heart, uh, or whether it's uh, the Holy Spirit motivating and moving. Ah. The scripture that we read, uh, Jesus, we would learn of you. Jesus, Savior, Redeemer, Jesus, Healer, Jesus, Deliverer, 
Jesus, our hope and our peace. We would learn work from you. And it is our belief that we need to press in that the church, I, as your child, would speak words. That bring salvation, that bring healing, that bring deliverance, that bring faith, that bring hope, that bring peace. Amen and amen. So, Jason. I just got to say thank you, Derek, for being obedient. You said you're still working on that one. We all are. But I think you did a great job practicing that word this morning. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I was really encouraged by your words. Like you, I don't, you took uh, just practical and like embodied it. And so thank you. And so church, I just want to close. Uh, when we're done, please go get your kids. Um, but yeah, let's pray. God, I thank you that you spoke words. God, with your word, life started. God, that that we also get to speak words. And just as Derek did today, those words can build up and, and bring hope and peace and life. And so would this week, especially, but all of our days, would we practice using them, whether written or sung, spoken or unspoken, would our tongues be uh, a, a weapon of praise, of life, giving, uh, just honor to you, Jesus, to the people around us. And would you just bless Derek and his obedience uh, this week? And would you just help us to encourage and build one another up and continue to just live into this uh, body, this body of believers, this local church that you've given us? And all God's people said, <laughs> amen. Amen. Hopefully we'll see you tonight at 630 and uh, be blessed.